Despite being nervous as shit, now I was supposed to be meeting a contact for whom I had a code word. But I'd walked out of Heathrow's customs area to find myself alone. As for Onion and Blondie, they were coming in on separate flights, all part of our attempt to sneak into the country. We were going in with our magic dampened, under assumed names, and alone. I was posing as a college student, which wasn't much of a stretch. Anyway, Dad, I said, trying to wrangle control of the conversation. I'm fine and I'll stay in touch, and you can always call my cell if you get worried. But what about you? Isn't today your first day? Yep, he said. I did all the other training already. Today, Grizzy will work with me and all the coffee stuff. She's determined to make a barista out of me. It's easy once you get the hang of it. And hey, you can start drinking coffee again. Enjoy the fruits of your labors. My dad had only recently been healed of the heart defect that had made him an invalid for more than a decade. The soups had healed him and glamoured the whole town and medical system to believe he'd always been healthy. But that had left him without his disability checks and without a job. My leaving on the creature's mission had actually worked out well, in that he'd been able to slot into my spot at Read It and Weep. He was also getting back into doing all the stuff he'd once taken for granted— My dad used to love coffee, but for a very long time, he'd only been able to drink the very watered-down, mostly decaf version I'd made for him at home. But now, he could go nuts if he wanted. Well, we all miss you, even if it is fun working in the bookstore, my dad said. Grizzy and Tracy want you to know that you can come back anytime without me losing my job. With Tracy having the twins, she'll mostly be at home, so they'll need an extra set of hands. I grinned. What would happen when I returned had been a concern for me, and there it was, solved. Tell them I love them, and I love you too, Dad. I'll call you whenever I get a chance. Oh, hey, I think I see my ride. There was a shifty-looking woman with crazy raven-black hair scanning the concourse. And I mean she was shifty, for real. She was wearing a massive military-style trench coat that was moving oddly on her body, as if she had an extra something or other stashed on her back. All right, hon, call me soon. I love you. I love you too. Bye, Dad, I said, as the woman caught sight of me and gave me a small nod. She walked towards me and I flipped my phone shut. When she got close enough, I looked around furtively before skittering up to her. Pachanga, I shouted, causing the crazy-haired woman to cringe. Maybe I was a little loud, but I was so relieved my ride had shown that I was a little slap-happy. I also wasn't entirely sure what pachanga meant, although I knew it came from dirty dancing. So it was either a kind of dance or a euphemism for female genitalia. But it was now our chosen code word, with which I was supposed to identify my contact in London. That very contact raised her coal-black eyes to mine. Nobody puts baby in a corner, she repeated, leaving me free to blurt out my next question. Are you a selkie? The woman shook her head. Up close, she was totally emo. A huge fountain of dyed black hair spilled around her face and down her shoulders in teased-out waves like David Bowie's in Labyrinth. Her already dark eyes were rimmed with tons of black makeup, and she sported a lip ring and another in her nostril. Sorry, no. I'm a gog, and I'm a raven, not a silky she said, in a sing-song accent I recognized as Welsh from watching Torchwood. A raven, 
I asked, disappointed she wasn't a selkie, but excited to find out what a raven was. Meeting new supernaturals was what I liked best about my mother's world, except for when they tried to kill me. You'll understand later. Don't want to frighten the humans, she rasped, twitching her lips at me. It wasn't a smile, just a cynical twist of the lips that said, here's where a normal person would smile, but I don't do such things. Um, okay, I said, before realizing I'd not yet told Magog my name, nor did I know who she was, besides a raven. My name is Jane. And who are you, exactly? You're right, she said as I stared about, looking for some sign that I was really in another country. Unfortunately, Heathrow just looked like any airport in any city. I'm one of your party's contacts. I'll take you to our...